You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Well, hello and welcome. I'm excited to be here with you. This is a totally different format than anything I've ever done before. Um, So I am actually sitting in my sunroom at home and I do not have a class. I do not have um, um, a group of people that I'm speaking to. I'm just going to share my heart and record it. Um, Our class for Flourishing and Leadership ended recently And Pastor Matt asked me if I would continue to record weekly um, a short teaching of just whatever God lays on my heart um, throughout the weeks. And so I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited um, to be in the Word together. I'm excited to get feedback from you guys and just hear what's on your heart, what God's doing in your life and in your heart. And um, I just believe that God wants to challenge us and encourage us. And speak to us right where we are at. Um, So many times in life we go through seasons alone. And there are seasons that we go through where we are on the mountaintop and we are surrounded by um, people and we're surrounded by friends and family and community. And then there are other times that we go through valley seasons. And in those seasons, a lot of times um, God has us walk through those seasons alone And there can be a loneliness that comes and there can be a struggle that comes in those valley seasons. And so I think it's important that we remember that whichever season that we are in, God is with us. He is teaching us. He is guiding us. And most importantly, I think sometimes we forget that God is always drawing us to himself. Um, That's the reason he sent Jesus to die on the cross. That's the reason that God created man was because he wanted fellowship with us. And so whatever it is that you're walking through today, whatever, whichever season that you are walking through, just know that this season, if you will allow it, will draw you closer to God. It'll, it'll help you know God in a deeper way. If you allow it to, um, to shape you and transform you and sometimes, you know, chisel away at you at, at me, at us, um, if we will allow those seasons to chisel us and to draw us to him, we'll come out of that season um, on the other end. We'll come out knowing him more and knowing him in a deeper, more real way. Um, and so let's just pray. And then I want to share a few, couple things that are on my heart this morning. Father, we just worship you. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you that you are with me. I thank you that your presence is even here in my house and in my room right now as I share your word with your people. I pray that you would anoint my lips, God, that you would give me the right words, that you would direct me and guide me. And I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, God, for who you are. I pray, Lord, that I would know you in a real way, that I would know you better and know you more and and understand you more so that then I can share you with others and that they would know you more as well. We just thank you and we love you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I just wanted to talk about a subject today that is um, unpopular, especially in the church. It's a subject that a lot of times we don't want to talk about. A lot of times um, we avoid or it's a buzzword that a lot of times we think we hear it and we think of a negative connotation. Um, And that word is spiritual authority. And so I have such a different perspective on this um, 
from my own experiences and from my own life. And and I just want to share from the perspective of healthy spiritual authority and spiritual leadership. I think that we live in a society today where um, authority and submission and um, honor um, and even the word obedience, all of those words are such difficult words for us to hear in our society. Um, We've come to a place, um, the Bible refers to it as lawlessness, um, which just means that a lot of times we don't want to be told what to do. We don't want to be told how to do something. Um, We struggle with our relationship and our perspective with authority. And so I think it's important that we Um, stop and we slow down and we really take time to search our hearts and ask God, what is it that you say? What is it that your word says about authority? Um, And and in my study of the word and in my understanding of the word, God started everything off with setting things in order. Um, He created the heavens and the earth and then he created man in his own image. Um, And God set things in the garden in a way that there was order and there was a a way of doing things. There was a right way and there was a wrong way. Um, And then throughout scripture, we see in the Old Testament, God always appointed spiritual authority and spiritual leadership. He appointed uh, Moses to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage and into a place of freedom. And hey, along the way, They got frustrated with the way things were being done. They got frustrated with uh, how long it was taking them to get to that promised land. And who wouldn't? I know I would. I would have been just right there with them, complaining and grumbling and frustrated. And I probably would have been saying there's a faster way and a more efficient way to do this. If y'all know me, y'all know I want to do things the fastest, most efficient way possible. Um, And I can be very impatient. And so I think... Uh, I would have been right there along with them when they were grumbling and complaining about Moses and about Aaron and saying, you know, at one point they even said, um, we're going to, Lord, we're, we're going we're gonna to appoint another leader to take us back to Egypt. We would be better off in Egypt. And so that story alone um, really is something we need to slow down and we need to think about. Um, God places spiritual authority in our lives and coverings and leaders in our lives to guide us, to protect us, and to take us where he wants us to go. Um, and a lot of times, though, well, not a lot of times, every time, those people are flawed because they are people. They're not God. I am not God. I am not Jesus. I will fail those that I lead. I will make mistakes. Um, I will have days that I am not on my game 100%. And so, we have to we have to have a healthy perspective of leadership without expecting them to be perfect and without expecting them to meet all of our needs and do everything just right every time. Um, but we, I'm going to go back to this. We live in a society where a lot of times people don't even want to hear from their boss. I mean, we have people who work in a job and their boss cannot tell them anything about order or structure or the right way of doing things or um, being on time or these these things that your boss expects from you, a lot of times our reaction is, I don't want to be told anything. I don't want to be um, led. 
And, and that is a dangerous place to be. And here's why I'm saying this. And I'm saying this with a lot of love and grace and tenderness because I know that we also live in a society where authority has been abused. Spiritual authority has been abused, has been um, wrongly um, used and walked in. And we live in a world where abuse and um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, spiritual abuse, emotional abuse has taken place. And that that to me tells me that we live in a world and a society and a in a culture right now where people need healing. The enemy would love nothing more than for you and me to be hurt with authority so that then we can never submit ourselves to the right and safe and godly authority that God wants to put into our lives. Um, I know that uh, in culture right now, pastors are even getting a bad rap because of the abuse and the wrong decisions and the mistakes that are being made in the churches today. And so, yes, it is important that we are careful with who we allow to lead us and we who we allow to speak into our lives. But when when God brings someone into your life that is a a safe, godly authority figure, whether it's a pastor, a boss, a leader, a parent, a spouse, whoever it is in whatever setting, when God places that person into your life, if they are safe and godly and they are doing their best to lead you according to the word of God, then it is your responsibility to make sure that your heart is healed so that then you can, and I'm going to use this word that so many people hate to hear, but I'm going to say it so that you can submit yourself and humble your heart and say, lead me. I want to follow you. Um, I want to follow you as you follow Christ, just like we see in the New Testament with Paul. Um, Jesus led his disciples, and then he taught them before he left. He taught them to lead others. Um, And so it's important that we follow well. And this all goes back to one thing. And that is the authority, number one, of God and of his Holy Spirit in our lives. I think if we are first submitted to the Holy Spirit in our lives, and if we are first humble enough to say and broken enough to say, God, I cannot do this on my own. I cannot lead my family well on my own. I cannot start this business on my own. I cannot... um, work this job and have a good attitude on my own. I need you and I need the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. And so when Jesus said that, and I was watching a short clip this week, um, Pastor Jonathan Stock still referred to this verse, and it went right along with what I was planning on talking about today. That if we can first say, okay, Jesus, I take up my cross daily and I follow you. I humble myself and I submit myself to your spirit. What is it that you're telling me to do today? And what is it that you're telling me not to do today? And when we yield to that, that leading of the Holy Spirit and that leading of the voice of God in our lives, that's when we, that's when we first start to learn submit. And that I, I know you hate that word, 
But that word is not a dirty word. That word is simply a word that means humble myself, yield, and hear what you have to say because you have my best interest at heart. And so we have to start first with God's authority not being a negative thing in our minds and in our hearts. And so that points me to our relationship with our parents growing up. Um, Our relationship with authority growing up, a teacher, a pastor, a youth pastor, a boss, a parent, a mom, a dad, whoever it was in your life that was improper leadership. They were, they were imperfect. They made mistakes. Maybe they were, I mean, we could even go as far as to say, maybe they were abusive, um, with their words, with their actions, whatever it may be that has left you wounded towards your parents or towards some other authority figure, it's going to affect your relationship with God and how you see God as your, as your heavenly father. And as someone who, as, 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 as your creator, he created you. I mean, let's think about that for a second. God created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He formed you and he fashioned you perfectly, exactly how he designed and planned to do that. And knows you better than you know yourself. And here we are resisting his leadership, resisting the fact that God is the ultimate authority in my life. If I have accepted Jesus as my Savior, I have turned my life over to Him and I have said, my life is yours. And I'm going somewhere with this. But So it's important that we understand, number one, we have to have a proper perspective of who God is. God loves you. Whatever you are going through today, look, I have been through some dark, difficult seasons in my life in these last several years. And in those dark moments when I did not understand what was happening, I didn't understand what I was going through or how I was ever going to get out of that season. One thing I knew for sure was that God loved me and loves me and that he has my best interest at heart. He has a plan for me that is good. I mean, Jeremiah says that I know the plans for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And so I think it's important that we dwell on that, that verse that says right there, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God is not out to harm you when he asks you to pump the brakes on a relationship that you're in. It's, he's not out to harm you when he asks you to yield a desire of your heart temporarily because the timing is off. God is not out to harm you when he asks you to take a step in a certain direction that maybe you don't want to take. He's not out to harm you. God is out to prosper you, to give you a hope, to give you a future, to give you bright, better days. He's, I mean, the Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. And so I think it's important that we first understand God loves us and has a good plan for our lives. He is not like that mom or that dad who mistreated you or or gave you a foul perception of authority and godly leadership. Now, I want to talk specifically to women and men separately. Men, if you had a negative example 
of a godly woman in your life. If you had a negative negative example of how a woman should be treated in your home, maybe you didn't see how a woman should be treated in your home. Maybe you didn't see what it looks like for a woman to be strong and godly and full of grace, but also full of strength and full of love and kindness. If you didn't see that, then maybe you have a a difficult time respecting and loving women as your godly sisters and even women that God has sent into your life to be spiritual mothers. I want you to, to, to think about this for a moment. God has sent godly women and godly men into our lives, into my life and into your life to be spiritual fathers and mothers, to watch over our souls, to protect us, to speak into our lives and to guide us and, and to say, that's not the best direction for your life. You might want to rethink that you're headed for destruction. And so women, maybe you don't have a good example in your, you didn't have a good example growing up of what a godly man looks like, of what a safe and protected, protective um, father figure looks like. And so you disrespect men. Maybe you've dated men and this goes for, for men as well. Maybe you dated women. Maybe you have had relationships in the past where you were hurt and betrayed and rejected and wounded. And, and, and if that is the case, I want you to know today that there is hope and that that's okay. God can handle that and God can heal that, but, but he's going to do that. Here's the thing. God is going to heal that in your life through the proper, safe, godly authority, spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. And so we have to allow ourselves to find that safe, godly figure of authority in our lives and then humbly submit ourselves to them. And not that doesn't mean that they control us. That doesn't mean that they make decisions about our everyday life. That doesn't mean that they are overly involved in the everyday decisions of your life. That is not what it means. It means a healthy spiritual authority who loves you, who holds you up, who supports you, who pushes you to be better, pushes you to, to, to be all that God has called you to be. And yes, here, here and there along the way, they might counsel you. They might even correct you. Dare I say they might tell you that you're being a punk. <laughs> like, sometimes spiritual authority will call us out on our attitudes and that's okay. That's, that's there for our protection. The Bible says even that God disciplines the children that he loves. And so there are moments in our lives where we are headed in the wrong direction, where our hearts are off, and, and it's not a control, it's not a strong um, uh, correction that brings rejection on our lives. It is a guiding and a protection that comes from spiritual authority. And so it's important that we take the time. Um, I've been saying this in the last couple of messages that I've had the opportunity to speak, is that we have to slow down and take the time to acknowledge a wound, a hurt, a weakness, a struggle, whatever it is, it's important that we stop and we go, okay, look, I'm, I'm struggling in this area. I have a bad attitude towards authority. Even civil authority, think about it. 
What's your attitude towards the towards the police officers? They're they're imperfect and they make mistakes. What's your attitude towards civil authorities? What is your attitude towards the laws of the land? And this this is look. I am not getting into all the politics about you know who we do and we don't submit ourselves to. That is not for today. That is not what I'm referring to. What I'm talking about today is is your heart and my heart is my heart humble and ready to receive from spiritual authority, from godly people in my life? And am I humble enough to go to them and say, my life is an open book. I want to learn from you. I see something in you that I need to learn and I need to be healed from by your leadership in my life. Um, and if we're willing to do that, then I think God can transform and change and do a work in us that then from there, I mean, that's the, that is the launching pad for our, our next level of success and our next season of life. Man, Proverbs 15, 22 says in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. And I want to be safe as I move through this life. I want to I want to be protected as I as I move through this life, and so when I've made decisions recently about starting a business or um, investing in certain things, even in, even in my finances, or if I've made certain decisions in my ministry, or if I'm making certain decisions even in friendships recently, where I'm um, I'm walking a tightrope in in certain relationships where I really want my heart to be right. I have had to pause and slow down and say, okay, I need my counselors and I'll, I'll send out a text to the few people. Now, let me emphasize the few. I don't have dozens and dozens of people who can speak into my life in that kind of a way. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people who are voices into my life. But when it comes down to it, if I'm making a major life decision, there are a few, a handful of people that I trust fully at any moment to speak into my life and to tell me, Jen, that's that's not the direction that, that God's leading. And, and I'm, I, feel, I don't feel peace about that. And then I, I stop and I, I listen to what they have to say. So... Anyway, this was what was on my heart today to share with you guys. Um, I don't know exactly where these sessions are going to head. I don't know exactly what the Lord's going to do, but I do believe that um, He has laid, he, you know, He's laid things on my heart to share with you. I've been through a lot. Um, here pretty soon, I will be sharing more about what I walked through um, recently with uh, panic attacks and anxiety and depression and some 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 very severe struggles that I went through um, physically and, and mentally and with my health I'm gonna go I'm gonna go into all that but for now I wanted to start off with just sharing what was on my heart for today and I'll probably continue to do that weekly but I love you thank you for listening thanks for being here I just I hope that it's encouraged your heart and I hope that it came across in a way that that makes you feel, Um, strengthened and challenged to trust. Number one, trust God. Trust that he has you. Man, he he just loves you. You're the apple of his eye. He's crazy about you. He has good plans for you. He wants the best for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to blow you away with blessings. Um, The season that you're going through is not the end of your story. Um, It is not the end and better days are ahead. And he will heal and he will bring better days. And so, 
Humble yourself, trust God, and then trust the people around you that he's placed in your life. I believe they have your best interest at heart and they want what's best for you. So find them, cling to them, honor them. And yes, I use the word honor because God teaches us to honor in his word. So I love you. Have a great day. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Love you.